0: Log Talk Radio.
1: allowed us to share the Word of God. Well, I'm going to ask um, Minister Sheila to pray for us, but before she prays for us and with us and share whatever the Lord has given her, I just want you all to know that we have truly, truly been blessed by God to be here on this 29th day of the fifth month of the year of 2022. What a gift, what a gift from God to give us another day to share the gospel good news of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to ask you all today during the time that uh, God has given me the message, if you don't find yourself in the message, I'm going to need you all to pray. And I'm going to need you all to pray for me and with me as I share the strong word that God has given me on today. So please pray for me. Um, Like I said, this is for the people listening on the world wide web, and I need for every man and woman of God and um, partner uh, and family member to pray with me and for me as I share, um, like I said, this strong word
2: from God and
1: So Minister Sheila, can you pray for us and with us on today? Minister Sheila, are you on mute? Good
2: morning. Good morning. Sorry. All right. Thank you. I just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God Almighty, for letting us see another holiday weekend of this new year that you didn't have to. But Lord, we thank you. We thank you. And we thank you. And thank you for well, Apostle Lillette, Cecilia Kaiser, Prophet Antoine Thomas, Pastor Troy Thomas, Minister Brandon Kaiser, Minister Sylvia Kaiser-Wright, Minister Margo McCoy, Dr. Serena Wright, Reverend Lawrence Seabury, Mother Evangelist, Tony Montgomery, and Linda Handy, Pastor Troy, Prophet Antoine, and to all the men that God has brought unto him to preach and to teach the words and to bless the magnificent women, Dr. Serena Wright, Minister Margot McCoy, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, and Apostle, So say your kind, I give honor to all our family members that God has blessed to learn and to teach us and to show us the way that God has for us to bless us in this blood life family. That is the way of God and to protect us all and to keep us safe. But I give honor to you, God, as the head of my life to lead us and to teach us as we wake up to ask you, what do you have for us to do today? What is on your menu? What is our schedule? What do we need to provide ourselves to prove and to show you that we still love you and thank you and cherish you and praise your name because without you, we would not be here. Lord, I give honors for blessing my sisters, my brothers, my sons, my daughters, my granddaughters, my grandsons, nieces, nephews, my whole blood life family, and also my spiritual family. But Lord, we bless your name, we praise your name. And we cannot thank you enough for lifting us up out of our beds for each morning and lay us down to our beds and so keep us safe and praise your name, Lord. We praise you for every in a day and to for us to remember that we cannot thank him enough and praise him enough for all this love and the sacrifice and the blessings that they have given us. Bless this government to lead them all the right way for all your children. I guess some of your children, but to lead us and to show us that we are all as one. We are all your sons and daughters
0: in this world
2: and to bless us and to remove this ugliness that is in our government. That's in our law, law enforcement to move and to live, you know, we are all as one. No matter what your sex is, your creed, your color, your vision, we are all God's children. Lord, I thank you, and I thank you, and I thank you. But like I said, we cannot thank you enough. But I thank you for waking us up this morning. I thank Apostle for this program that we have know, mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings. Monday nights and Friday nights. But without your blessing and your love, I know we would not have it through your blessings and love of apostle apostle. Lord, we thank you for all the participants, all the ones that's listening, the ones that can respond and the ones that cannot. So God, we give honor to you. And I ask you to tune in each and every Sunday morning for less Talk on Apostle Elect. Dr. Sylvia Kaiser, Minister Brian Kaiser, let's talk at 9:30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10:30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.
0: And also
2: on uh, Monday nights, Iron and Iron, Minister Sylvia Kaiser is host with Mighty. Many mighty speakers
0: of love
2: and, and knowledge of the word of God. Excuse the background. That's my boss. He's on the phone. But, yes, I have one that lets me participate in this Sunday morning service. And I thank God for him. And to remember our Monday night uh, service, I ain't Iron Shopping Iron, P.M. Central Standard Time nine PM Eastern Standard Time. And I believe oh my goodness. This Monday night will be Evangelist Mother Tony Montgomery. If I'm wrong, you can please correct me. because I am trying to work talk on the phone, but I refuse to miss my service. This Monday Youth Service Reverend This Monday is our (laughs) youth service, Reverend Lodge Mary. You like? Thank you, thank you, thank you, Minister Sylvia Kaiser-Wright. And on Friday, and which is Monday night, also blog talk and uh, Facebook. And on Friday night, which okay. is Let's Talk with Minister Sylvia Kaiser-Wright and Prophet okay. Antoine Thomas, mighty man and woman of God for teaching and knowledge and encouragements to bless us all and to lead us into the right way of the Lord and of God, our Father, which is at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is on Facebook and blog talk. And to remember our foundational scripture, Matthew 6 and 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all shall be added. Unto you, and thank you for helping me in my corrections. I thank you for blessing me with the knowledge, and I turn it back over to you, Apostle like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you once again for um, prayer and the announcement. And as I said, I definitely, definitely need you all to pray with me and for me as I share um, this message on today. Some people may say that the message is called God's grace. Some people may say that the message is called something like God's grace. Some people may say that the message is called taking one for the team. Some people may say that the message is called, here am I. Some people may say that the message is many things. So whatever the message on today is for you or those on the World Wide Web, because like I said, this message is definitely for those that are on the World Wide Web, because it's something that God gave me, and I said, wow, God, that can be a hard message for those that are playing like they're saved, but it could also be a message of encouragement, For those that know that they know that they know that they know Without a shadow of a doubt That they are truly, truly saved So instead of beginning with some of the things that I had posted um, to Facebook I'm going to begin with a few
2: scriptures
1: I'm going to let the word of God not only minister to each and every one of us, I'm going to allow the word of God to do what it does. And so when we talk about God's grace, according to Romans 3, verses 4 through 18, and verses 22 through 26, God's grace is. And it reads as such. Certainly not let God be found true as he will be, though every person be found a liar, just as it is written in the scriptures, that you may be justified in your words and prevail when you are judged by sinful men. But if our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of God, What shall we say? God is not wrong to inflict his wrath on us, is he? I am speaking in purely human terms. Certainly not, for otherwise, how will God judge the world? But as you might say, if through my lie, God's truth, was magnified and abundant to his glory, why am I still being judged as a sinner? And why not say, as some slanderously report and claim, that we teach, let us do evil so that good may come of it. Their condemnation by God is just. Well, then, are we better off than Jews? Better off than Jews, are we? Well, then, are we Jews better off than Jews? And then my question again, are we better off than Jews? It depends on how you just heard that ninth scripture. Not at all, for we have already charged that both Jews and Greeks, Gentiles, are under the control of sin and subject to its power. I'm going to read that again. Not at all, for we have already charged that both Jews and Gentiles are under the control of sin and Subject to its power As it is written Forever remains written There is none Righteous None that meets God's standards Not even one There is none Who understands There is none who seeks For God All have turned aside together They have become useless There is none Who does good? No, not one. Their throat is as an open grave. They habitually deceive with their tongue. The venom of ass is beneath their lips. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their path. And they have not known the path of peace. There is no fear of God and his awesome power before their eyes. Now let's skip down to verses 22 through 26. This righteousness of God comes through faith in Jesus Christ for all those, Jew and Gentile, who believe and trust in him and acknowledge him as God's son. There is no distinction since all, Have sinned And continually Fall short Of the glory of God Let me read that again Since all Have sinned And continually fall short Of the glory of God And are being justified Declared free Of the guilt of sin Made acceptable to God And granted eternal life As a gift By his precious and undeserved grace Through the redemption, the payment for our sin Which is provided in Christ Jesus Whom God displayed publicly before the eyes of the world As a life-giving sacrifice of atonement And reconciliation, propitiation By his blood to be received Through faith This was to demonstrate His righteousness which Demands punishment For sin Because in his forbearance His deliberate restraint He passed Over the sins Previously committed Before Jesus Crucifixion It was to demonstrate His righteousness at the present Time so that we would be just. And the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus and rely confidently on him as Savior. Well, he's definitely my Savior. Then Romans 3 and 24, just one of the verses I read earlier says, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. See, if we were to be given grace or something like grace or grace for mankind, we probably would be put in some type of category. We probably would be some put in some type of group, probably be discriminated against based off of our race, our sex, our social um, economic status, some of us because of our age, some of us because of our our, our stature, our, our title, some of us because of the culture that we're from, some of us because we will be put in that Santa Claus clause, were you good or you're bad or were you naughty or you're nice, uh-huh. the Santa Claus clause. See, we, we talk about it every Christmas, but if we'd really be honest, there's many people that are looking at you on a daily basis using the Santa Claus clause of life. But thank God that Jesus Christ, who is our Lord of lords and King of kings, he's our Lord, he's our Savior, he's our uh, redemption plan that God has given us for all sinful humanity. God's grace overflows, it covers, it strengthens, it purifies, it cleanses us from all unrighteousness. All of us were once lost in sin. All of us were once unbelievers because we doubted God. We doubted God in this and we doubted God in that. But see, as we spend time with God and as we pray, And as we draw nigher to God and as we meditate on his word and as we declare and decree his word, it causes us to transform from our human desires and nature into that person that knows that God is our banner, that God is our provider, that God gives us limitless grace. God gives us limitless forgiveness. You know that 70 times 7? That 70 times 7, 70 has been,
0: uh,
1: I I wore that out a long time ago. My God. If God's forgiveness and grace wasn't limitless, mm, if I wasn't one of the ones that Jesus died for on the cross, If I wasn't one of the ones that Jesus was whipped and beaten and spit upon and mocked and nailed to the cross and buried in a borrowed tomb for, if I wasn't one of those people, my God, my God, I would be lost. But I thank God and I thank God and I thank God again because Jesus, my God, he died for us, not because we deserved it. died for us because he loved us. He died for us because he was willing to give up where he was living and residing with his heavenly father, who is now our heavenly father. I want to read something right quick before I get into the rest of the message. I wrote this 18 hours ago on Facebook. Greetings, Facebook family. I was thinking about all the various crisis, blessings, tests, and things that God has catapulted me through or given me or allowed seemed like an eternity when they were bad. And it seemed like they passed away too quick when they were in a a good thing. It seems like the time said poof, and it was gone. You know, I just added that. But I wanted to give you a little awareness of where I'm going with this. Then God reminded me of all of the loving people that he has surrounded me with that always says, see, Cecilia, I got to take one for the team. When I have this thing below my signature that God gave me years ago, team means together everyone achieves more. Imagine what we could achieve if all of us took one for the team. But I go on with what I wrote. I said, but, 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 they actually usually take one hundred for the team, a thousand for the team, and even more than that for the team repeatedly, and then I put some initials in um, some parens, and I put dot 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 to go on so that you could put your initials in there, and then I said, "I thank God, I thank God again for you, and for God's allowing you to be a part of this life that he has given me, and all of the people that have repeatedly taken one, two, three, and so on and so on for the team. I pray that God will provide you with a hundredfold amount of people, a thousandfold amount of people, and even more than that for blessing, and that there will be people that will take 100 1,000, a million, and even more than that. For you, in Jesus' name, it is so, and so it is. I think a lot of times we hear people saying, I'm going to take one for the team. But I think we don't realize the master example that took one for the team. His name is Jesus. The apostle Paul in Second Corinthians twelve verses seven through ten talks about a thorn in his flesh, and it reads as such: because of the surpassing greatness and extraordinary nature of the revelations which I received from God. For this reason To keep me from thinking Of myself as important A thorn In the flesh was given To me A messenger of Satan To torment and harass me To keep me From exalting myself
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Concerning this I pleaded with the Lord three times That it might leave me But he has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough, always available, regardless of the situation. For my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself more effectively In your weakness, I'm going to make that personal. In my weakness, God's mercy and his loving kindness has reminded me, Cecilia, that my grace for you is sufficient. God's grace for me is sufficient Yeah, It's sufficient. And then the word goes on to say that, therefore, I will all the more gladly boast and my weaknesses, so that the power, my God, of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. So I am well pleased with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak in human strength, then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. Second Corinthians 12 and 9, but he said to me, my grace for you, for my power, Is made perfect in your weakness Isn't it amazing That God knew That we were going to need more Than Santa Claus To give us a gift here or there Or a sugar daddy To give us money or this or that Here and there See, some of us come to God even though he's already told us that his grace is sufficient, we only come to him to be like a sugar daddy. Uh Uh-huh. We only come to him when it's a a holiday or a birthday or something significant and, and, and we want him to change our appetite and we want him to help us with those things that we're still struggling with. I didn't say what we're practicing. I'm not talking about practicing sin. I'm talking about those things that have caused us to straddle the sense because we can't decide if we want God to let us have Jesus Christ as our Lord or, and Savior or a type of sugar daddy that we come to whenever we need some money, whenever our intellect us, whenever our connections and friends or foes, um, you know, are a problem, whenever our jobs or this or that isn't going our way, whenever we are dealing with the ugly, prideful, selfish things in life, and God is saying, repent, repent, really and truly repent. Don't just come to me when you need something. I'm not your sugar daddy. I'm your Lord and your Savior. I'm not your Santa Claus. I'm your Lord and your Savior, and my grace is sufficient. See, every diabolical threat that the enemy has tried to throw our way, every diabolical that he's tried to give us to, to cause us to have dry and dead things in our life. All of those things that try to suffocate us and try to strangle us and try to deceive us and try to confuse us. God is saying willingly give me that spirit. Willingly give me that stronghold That stronghold of bondage That strong stronghold of jealousy That Jezebel spirit That covetous spirit That prideful spirit That perverted spirit That antichrist spirit That deaf and dumb spirit That terrorist spirit That imitative spirit That idolatrous spirit That whoredom spirit That spirit of victimization that spirit of heaviness, that unclean spirit, that vain spirit, that arrogant spirit, that timid spirit, that spirit of poverty, that spirit of lack, that spirit of shame, that spirit of rejection, that spirit of lying, that spirit of doubt, that spirit of misuse and abuse, that spirit that came to kill your dream, that spirit that came to hinder your dream, that spirit that came to distract you from your Your dream, your destiny, that gossiping spirit, that backbiting spirit, that lazy spirit, that immature spirit, that low self-esteem spirit, that spirit of self-condemnation, that spirit of negativity, that spirit of compromise, that spirit that says you are a trash passing spirit. You've got to go. That lunatic spirit, that spirit of insanity, that spirit of double-mindedness, that spirit of confusion, that spirit of misguidedness, that spirit of misdirection, that spirit of deception, that spirit of mischief, that spirit of misunderstanding, that spirit that wants to promote the things that God hates. Such as a proud look, pride, a lying tongue, hands that are are quick to shed innocent blood, that spirit of the murderer, that wicked imagination, that spirit that's quick to give you feet to run to mischief, false witness, that sore of discord, that sore of discord against your spiritual, your natural, your and your brothers that God has sent you, that is sent to Minister with you, minister to you. All I can hear is the enemy of our soul trying to send us deception and more deception and more deception and more deception, deception, deception here, deception there, deception of doubt, deception of this, deception of that, deception here, deception there. But I'm saying, Father God, help us. Father God, deliver us. Thank you, Father God, for exposing every trap, every strategy, every weak point in our lives that the enemy is trying to destroy us with, trying to eradicate our love for one another. Do you love me? Mm. Do you love me for real? I'm not talking about that love that's fake, that wants something. I'm not talking about that love that's going through the motions. I'm not talking about that love that used all types of bamboozling and schisms and, and, and isms and tricks. I'm talking about do you really love me? Now, if you say that you love me, an earthly person, Do you really love Jesus? Do you love Jesus with all of your heart, your mind, your soul, and your very existence? When he asked you, when he was seeking for you and teaching you how to seek him and teaching you how many times he's knocked on the door of your heart, and God said, do you love? With your whole heart Not from the bottom of your heart Not from the center of your heart But do you love him with your whole heart Do you worship him in spirit and in truth Do you know him as your present help Do you know him as your Lord of hosts Do you know him as your strong and sure foundation Do you know him as your strong deliverer Do you know him as your fountain of living water And your hiding place Do you know him as your resting place? Do you know him as being high and lifted up? Do you know him as being your righteousness? Do you know him in the time of battle? Do you know him as your rock and your tried stone? Do you know him as the one and only true and living God? Do you know him as your advocate and your anchor? Do you know him as the author and the finisher of your faith? Do you know him as the captain of your salvation? Do you know him as your all-consuming fire? Do you know him as your grace? Do you know him as your hope and your peace and your truth? Have you studied his word day and night? Do you know that his word is life? Do you know that his word is peace? Do you know that his word brings you truth? Do you know that his word gives you grace and mercy? Do you know that his word is that to be praised? Do you know that with his word comes freedom? Did you know that his word brings benefit? Did you know that his word brings blessings and promises? Did you know that his word will bring you clarity and strength? Did you know that his word will make you want to thank him and thank him and and thank him and thank him and thank him and thank him? him? Did you know that his word brings you salvation? Did you know that his word is like a two-edged, sword is sharper than that? Did you know that his word is like fire? Did you know that his word is like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces? Did you know that his word will help you say, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done? Did you know that his word will teach you how to say, be it unto me according to your word? Did you know that his word will bring you wisdom? For if any man lack wisdom, all he has to do is ask, and God will give it liberally. Did you know, my God, that our Father will teach us how to seek him, how to submit to him, how to surrender to him, how to rather obey him than man? Did you know that Romans 5 and 19 says, for by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. And Father God, we declare a willing heart to choose to walk in the obedience of your word. God, we will be good stewards and heirs of your word, God. We do it willingly. God, we no longer want to settle for something like your grace or the grace that man gives us. But, God, we declare and decree that we will genuinely and truly receive your grace for real and that we will share your grace with this sick and dying world. As we fellowship with you even the more, God, as we grow in our relationship with you even the more, God. God, we will teach people that the relationship and the fellowship that we have with you, God, gives us the full benefit of your grace nothing that we have to work for, nothing that we have to earn. But, God, we can truly repent with our whole heart. We can truly repent even in our minds, our souls, and our total beings, God. And we are teaching people how to confess, confess Jesus Christ, because, God, we were all once lost. We were all once sinners. And, God, we acknowledge that we need Jesus. For even John 14 and 6 declares that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. So on today, we ask the people to accept Jesus Christ, accept Jesus Christ, confess Jesus Christ, not our works, but we confess him. And through faith, we know that we received him and that we know by the grace of the salvation that Ephesians two verses eight and nine talks about that we have been given the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. So if you've confessed on today that Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior, we welcome you in to the family Of believers in Jesus Christ So that you can reap The full benefit Of the grace of God And he will Bring people into your life That will know without a shadow of a doubt That it only took one time But Jesus took one for the team. And every last one of us was included in that one. And because of that one, because of that cross, because of that blood that he shed when he took the one for the team, every last one of us can confidently know that he's going to teach us how to share him with this sick and dying world. And he's going to surround us with people that declare, just like Jesus, that he took one for the team. We are taking one for the team that appears to be a hundred, that appears to be a thousand, that appears to be a million times. That appears to be countless times But every time Someone confesses Jesus Christ As their Lord and Savior Hallelujah! God, my God The angels in heaven The elders in heaven Are celebrating One soul Two souls Three souls why? Because God's grace is sufficient When was the last time you heard God say to you Thank you, Minister Sheila, for taking one for the team Thank you, Minister Margot, for taking one for the team Thank you, Minister Sylvia, for taking one for the team Thank you, Dr. Wright, for taking one for the team. Thank you, Prophet Aswan, for taking one for the team. Thank you, Reverend Troy, for taking one for the team. Thank you, Reverend Lars, for taking one for the team. Thank you, Cheryl, for taking one for the team. Thank you, Zynga, for taking one for the team. Thank you, Elder Tony, for taking one for the team. Thank you, Minister Ron, for taking one for the team. Everyone that joins in on Sundays, thank you for taking one for the team. Everyone that joins the ministries on Mondays, Thank you for taking one for the team. Everyone that tunes in, whether it's blog talk or Facebook, on Friday night, thank you for taking one for the team. For we are following the greatest example, who is Jesus Christ, who that one cross that he took, For the team Has given all of us The gift of eternal life And because He's taken one for the team Each And every one of us Are taking one For our brothers And our sisters Every day of our lives So Father I thank you For the world wide web That's listening on today And for them Going to the one and only true Savior and Messiah, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, who took on the cross because together everyone achieves more. And we bow down before him saying we submit to you, Jesus. We thank you for giving us access to God, the one and only true and living God. We thank you for teaching us to say, here I am. Here am I. God will provide. We thank you for teaching us to pray ye for one another. We pray for the children. We pray for the adults. We pray for the elderly. We pray for the friends and the foes. Pray for everyone, God. And we thank you for teaching us that your grace is sufficient as we take one, two, three, a hundred, a thousand, a million for the team, your creation, from the north, the south, the east, and the west, You died so that none of us have to die again. You told us to forgive 70 times seven. So we could never forgive one another enough. We could never show grace to one another enough. Thank you for what you've done for us. For your grace is sufficient. Minister Sheila. I turn the program back
2: over to you. Thank you. Thank you, apostle Elect for the yeah. words, the encouragement, the teaching, and the testimony, and the words of God. I just want to say the lines are open. If anyone have a statement, testimony, a remark, or prayer, the time is now.
0: Praise the Lord, saints. This is Minister Margo. I just like to thank the woman of God for that word on today. So much for us to take in about God's grace. Um, God's goodness and grace are limitless. Was one of the things that she shared with us. I thought that is so beautiful. He love for us. His grace is limitless and. Um, It's just really very encouraging to know that we need to really willingly give God any of those things that are harassing or attacking us in our lives because he's there for us. We have access to his grace, but we need to make sure that we are accessing it and not trying to handle these things on our own. In the words that she said at the end, do you know him? Do you know his words? Do you truly know his grace? And do you know Jesus? Those questions should play out in our lives on a daily basis. Thank you, woman of God, for these words, for this opportunity to look closely at what we're doing, what we're living. And what we're sharing with others God bless you
1: Amen Thank you Minister Margo I'm sure that Minister Sheila Is still at work And um, for those of you That are still listening on the line And on the world wide web And even in the archives um, Thank you Minister Sheila Thank you Minister Sylvia Thank you Minister Margo Thank you, people of God I cannot tell you um, How proud in God I am Of each and every one of you And I'm going to take this time To remind us of Our foundational scripture Matthew 6 and 33 But seek ye first The kingdom of God And his righteousness And all these things shall be added unto you. So until tomorrow night, when we have the awesome privilege of having our youth service with Reverend Lawrence for Iron Sharpening Iron. Bye-bye.